Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Alexis. You're listening to Central Crazies Podcast. Where we tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And we let our crazy flag fly free with no limit. have a case for you it is a bad one just heads up i'm scared i'm ready i contemplated on not doing this one if that tells you anything so uh, on friday february 12th 1993 two 10 year old boys skipped school and went to the mall in bootle and that is near liverpool which fact about liverpool that's where the beatles are from oh love the Beatles. Yeah, which with Liverpool, I had only had a good association because of the Beatles. Right. But with this one, not so much. So these two 10-year-old boys, their names are John Bellabs or Venables. Yeah, like Venables. I don't know. Venables and Robert Thompson. They first went into a department store called TJ Hughes, and they were noticed by a mom of two kids. They were by themselves there? Mm Mm-hmm. They had ditched school, and so uh, this mom of two kids had noticed them, and uh, it got her attention because they were trying to get the attention of her two kids. Oh, gosh. That's creepy. Just, I mean, it could be a harmless thing, but... It definitely could be, but... So, they got the attention from the kids, and the mom looked away for just a split second, and her kids went missing. They found her three-year-old daughter hiding... But the two boys had walked outside with their two-year-old son. The mom ran out screaming, and the boys fled and told the baby to go back to their mom. And then they went to several stores with sticky fingers, so in the five-finger discount. Oh. (laughs) And they ended up throwing some of the items that they collected from that down the escalator, just being little shits, you know. And then later that same day, they had seen a little boy with his mom. At the local butcher shop. They were waiting for that split second. The mom would look away. The boys then approached him and convinced him to go with them. The two-year-old boy's name is James Bulger. The boys were caught leaving on the security camera at 3.42 p.m. He was holding the hand of the Nables. James' mom had contacted the... Or contacted, not contracted, sorry. Contacted the mall security, announcing his name and description of what he was wearing. But no, no response. Oh my gosh, I bet she was terrified. Yes. And by 4.15, still no response. They contacted the local local police station. The boys were walking for two and a half miles and were seen by a lot of people. Roughly 38 people admitted that they saw them passing their path. James was getting all worked up over the walk in the distance from his mom, calling out for her. The boys reassured people that people near them that it was their younger brother or that the boy was lost and they were taking him to the local police department. Some even reported that they saw the boys kick and punch the toddler but yet no one did anything. Oh, my 
my God. They then picked him up and started to carry him, but then they dropped James on his head, leaving him on the ground while a lady walked past, still doing nothing. They called for him to follow their lead, and he followed. James' forehead was cut and bruised, so they pulled his hoof down to shield it from the people. But an elder woman saw the little boy crying and noticed his injuries, so she approached the little boys. She said that they, or they said that they had found him at the bottom of the hill. She believed them and suggested that they take him to the local police station. She called out for them, and the boys ignored her and kept walking. But a lady that she was near reassured her that she had heard them laughing, so everything was going to be okay. Oh, my gosh. And shortly after that, another Samaritan, who was a mom herself, expressed concern for the toddler. She told the boys she was she was willing to take the toddler to the police station herself, but the lady she asked to watch her daughter while she took him refused to because her dog didn't like kids. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. Like, why can't you take your daughter with you? Right. When you go to take another kid. I know. It's like he was three? She was two. Oh. Or he was two. I don't know how old the daughter was. Yeah, so like, it's, I don't know. I don't know why she couldn't bring the daughter. I don't either. So the boys walked farther down Liverpool's busiest street, which come to find out they had considered pushing him into the street. But they did not. The boys stopped into two different stores where they interacted with the local shopkeepers. They reassured the shopkeepers that James was Thompson's little brother, and they were taking him home. They then proceeded toward the secluded railway. Once they arrived there, there was a slight hesitation about what they, about being where they were. Venables pulled out the blue paint that he had stolen from one of the stores. They splashed paint in James's left eye. Then they kicked him, threw bricks and stones, and it stuffed batteries in his mouth. Finally, the boys hit James in the head. And they hit him in the head with a 22-pound iron bar. Oh, my God. Which resulted in... Ten skull fractures. Overall, he sustained 42 injuries to his face, head, and body. He was so badly beaten, authorities concluded that there was no way to tell which was the fatal blow. They then moved James' body to the railroad after removing his clothes, causing them to think that there was a sexual motive. were only 10 mm -hmm. and I read a couple of articles but nothing is proven but they speculated about whether the batteries were inserted elsewhere they moved his body to the railroad and it covered his body with bricks and stones they intended on it looking like an accident but forensic 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 pathologists later concluded that 
he was dead prior to the incident. The train came and severed his body. The brutal brutal torture and murder occurred between 5.45 and 6.30 p.m. The next day, the police searched the canal where the two boys had been earlier in that afternoon because the eyewitness reported that they had seen James there. James's parents were suspects initially, but once the police reviewed security footage from a shopping mall, they were shocked two boys left with the little boy, fitting the clothing, clothing description. They released the footage to the media. Story went nationwide, and the search intensified. The father of James was relieved that he was with two kids because he thought they were probably playing and he was okay. They hadn't found his body yet? No. Oh, my gosh. The search ended two days after disappearance when four children discovered James's body on the railway. And this was 200 yards from the nearest police station. So, guys, with that, we're going to take a, a small break and listen to our ad for Anchor. Okay, we're back. Thank you for... for okay, we're back. The search ended and... Uh, his body was discovered 200 yards from the nearest police station. They found all the instruments used in the attack. They were found strewn around the area. The iron bar, stones, and bricks all covered in James's blood. They also found the blue paint tin nearby. With some evidence in hand and knowledge that the killers were more than likely two children, so the police had checked schools for the absentee list for the day of the, so that Friday. This caused various children to be ID'd as potential killers, with some parents even reporting their own kids. Oh my gosh. Props to them, though, like, for doing that, because not everyone would. Yeah. But it was one of the anonymous phone calls to the police that implicated John Venables and Robert Thompson as the killers. The caller explained that they were both absent from school that Friday. And they saw blue paint on Venables' jacket. The police visited both children's home and discovered the blood on Thompson's shoes and blue paint on Venables' jacket. The boys were arrested as the killers. Despite this evidence, however, Venable and Thomas, uh, Thompson, I'm sorry, I don't know why I keep saying Thomas, and Thompson weren't the prime suspects. Police focused on the children with violent records. They were looking at the footage, and they suspected they were 13 or 14. But during separate police interviews, Venable and Thompson turned on each other. Several days of the interviews, Venable eventually confessed. He said, I did kill him. He also said, what about his mom? Will you tell her I'm sorry? Like that's going to be enough? Yeah, 
cause and effect. What? When you're 10 years old, you know that. Exactly. Like, what was even their reasoning? Like, was it just like... I've never understood this case because it's always boggled my mind because they were just so young. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they planned on doing that with that first little boy that they abducted, but the mom caught him. Yeah, they're like, let's go to the mall and kidnap a boy and torture him. You yeah. know, like, that's just so bizarre to me. Just because, like, I know how messed up people can be, but, like, they were so young. Mm-hmm. That that's what blows my mind, and it was so easily preventable. There were so many people that saw them on the way there, and they didn't do anything. Yeah, especially with the two people that could have stopped them. Yeah, if they would have just followed up a little more, even though there was clarification that like it could have been like their brother or something like that. But honestly, you never know. But I don't know. Even if you're told that it's your brother, like, you're still going to maybe walk the 10-year-old and the 2-year-old to the police station because 10-year-olds shouldn't really be out. I know. Like, they were kids, too. So, like, when they said, oh, we found this little boy, like, you're going to leave it to two 10-year-olds? Especially when he was in distress and, like, his head was hurt. Yeah, no, let me take all of y'all. Right? We're going. Come on. Yeah. It's crazy. But in the interview with Thompson, he denied everything. But he included a detail of what Fulcher was wearing that wasn't released. Venable and Thompson were both charged. And with them being minors, their ID was withheld from the public. Nine, month, nine months later, the trial began and people called, called out, kill those bastards, a life for a life. Thompson's behavior at trial seemed remorseless compared to the behavior of Venable with his outburst. There was speculation that Thompson was the instigator. Psychologists and authorities unsure of the motive. Venable, known to have... A temper and to lose control could have been the instigator, too. They had a psychiatrist or a psychiatrist. Psychiatric evaluation? Sure. (laughs) And uh, that determined whether the boys were sociopaths. But no, they knew right from wrong. So they were tried as adults. Oh, wow. They were sentenced to eight years because they would have, until they become 18, then they would reassess to see if they were deemed dangerous. But 2001, they were released. 2001. They were released? Released. From jail? Yep. They didn't go back? Nope. And and Venables and Thompson were given new IDs and granted legal anonymity for life due to the enraged public. 
But so they could be working at a daycare right now. I mean, they could, but they're not because the update on them. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the update on them is Thompson. He's living a quiet life with a significant other. And Venables, he went to prison in 2010 for downloading images of sexual abuse on a male toddler. Oh, my gosh. He began parole in 2013. Bulger's father protested that, protested, but they had ignored his request, his request releasing Venables yet again. Then in November 2017, he was imprisoned yet again due to child pornography and possession of a pedophile manual being sentenced to uh, three years and two months, or in four months. So. Wow, I did not know about the updates. Yes, and uh, there was this one lady who... uh, found out his new identity and posted it everywhere. And then she got uh, she got fined. Well, so I didn't look that hard. <laughs> I would want to know, honestly. Like, if I found out, like, I just, I don't blame her. Um, especially since, like, he keeps getting into trouble, mm-hmm. you know. like And they keep releasing him. Yeah, like, you know, three strikes and you're out, dude. Yeah, keep him in there. You're a danger to society. But it's just weird to me that he was still a kid and he targeted a kid that young. Well, okay, so you know how on certain things, like whenever people are, what, abused sexually and then later on they end up abusing their children sexually? Yeah. I think that fell into that, but there's no proof that his parents did that to him. But I'm just speculating. Yeah, I mean, it, it's something to that would definitely be a factor in it. It's possible. Yeah, it's it's still horrible. And, like, that guy, it's just interesting that one of them has apparently not done anything wrong since then. And then the other one. Yeah, and it's the one who didn't show any remorse during the trial. The one that lives a quiet life? Mm-hmm. <sighs> so either that... It's just him, like, being secluded and not doing anything or something bad's happening and we're not knowing about it. Right. It's such a mystery. And it is crazy. Like, I mean, I understand why they have those laws, like, being anonymous and whatnot. But, like, it would piss me off, too, because I would want to know. Like, I I feel like they, I don't know, I just feel like they got off easy. Oh, yeah. For what they did. Because there was no reason for it at all. And it was such a brutal thing that they did. And, like, so much planning mm-hmm. to not get caught. It's just, like, scary. Because I did not think about stuff like that when I was 10. Oh, no. No, I was too chicken to even, like, ditch school when I was 10. Right? Like, I never <laughs> did school when I was 10. I mean, like, I didn't think about it until I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I did when I was, like, in eighth grade. But oh my that's, gosh. A few, that's a few years later. <laughs> You're like, I'm a teenager. It's okay. Yeah. I didn't even leave the premises, and I definitely didn't steal. Yeah. Yeah, they they just had a lot going on. I don't know. Right? That that case is brutal. Well, guys, that was the case of 
well, the murder of James Boulder. Yeah, it's it's really rough. I, I watched a documentary about, um like, his mom, and, like, he had, like, some, I forgot, but she had some organization going, but she also was, like, talking about how it impacts her because she has other kids, and, like, she always, like, doesn't want them to get too far away from her, or, like, she wants to keep her eye on them extra now yeah. because of what happened, so I thought it was interesting to see an update on her. Yeah, I can't blame her at all. Yeah, I don't know if she was with the dad still or if she has a new husband. But, yeah, that that is just a really hard case to cover. Yes, it was. But with that downer news, I'm, I just want to remind y'all that you guys can follow us on Instagram at central underscore crazies underscore podcast. Or email us at centralcrazyspodcast at gmail.com. And remember that I'm Alexis. And I'm Kelly. And this is Central Crazies.